This is episode number 293 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends. It's Jesse and Anita. And we want to say a huge thank you to all our listeners. We've reached over a million downloads, which Jess and I are so excited about. And we wanted to do a little giveaway to say thank you to everyone who's listened, whether you've listened from the start or you're a newer listener. So to enter the giveaway, you're going to leave a review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts, and then take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag us at to birth and beyond podcast. So then we know who wrote it. Cause that's a thing, Jess, don't you find when we look at reviews, we love seeing them, but we don't always know who they're from. So this way we'll know actually that you wrote it. And so that'll be your entry into the giveaway. And if you've already left us a review, thank you so much. That really helps the podcast reach a further audience. And so you would just take a screenshot of the review you've left previously and do the same thing. Tag us on Instagram stories at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast. And what we'll do is we will close the giveaway Wednesday, July 5th at midnight. And then we will announce on Instagram on Friday, July 7th, the two winners. And so the two winners, you'll each get an option of either choosing my Prepare You and your Public Floor for Pushing On Demand workshop or one month membership in Jesse's To Pregnancy and Beyond. Thank you so much, y'all, for listening and supporting us. We've been doing this for five years now, and to reach 1 million downloads is just, it was such a dream for us to get to do this, and we're just so grateful to be able to continue talking to you every week. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. All right, so today we're going to walk you through... Six really effective, important movements to include in a full body pregnancy or postpartum strength training workout. So just know that if you don't know what these words and terms mean, we're going to walk you through it in the post that you're going to see on Instagram today that corresponds with this episode. I'm going to walk you through what all of these types of movements are. So head there to our Instagram account at to birth and beyond podcast to see us take you through these movements. Okay. Let's do it though, because people are always wondering what do I do for exercise in pregnancy in postpartum? What is safe? What is effective? What's going to help me? And if I was to design a workout for you, Anita, I would include these six to some degree. Okay. Sounds great. All right. (laughs) So number one, 
we're going to have some type of squat movement and a squat exercise. Again, if you're not familiar, it's basically just the position you would be in as you sit down into a chair, as you sit on the toilet, it is where you are on two legs and then you're going to bend deep into the knees and the bum is going to come down as well too. And the upper body stays pretty upright, although you'll see a bit of forward flexion with the upper body. So that is our squat. And there are a bajillion variations of how we do a squat exercise. You can do it with simply your body weight. You can add weights onto it on the front of your body, holding dumbbells at your sides, having a barbell on your back, one-legged variations. However, we want to include likely some type of squatting exercise. And this is great. Usually any stage in pregnancy, most any stage postpartum, it's a really functional movement that you're going to be doing in your life. So we want to be training it during your workouts too. You include squats for pretty much most people that you see. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone at various points and depending and again, if you're symptomatic, so if you're having pain, if you're having pelvic floor symptoms with the squat, what we often will look at first is how can we adjust whether it's whether it's um, foot position. I do find often, and as physios, I'm sure as fitness pros, you are trained the same as like feet need to be hip width apart and facing forward. And you'll find most people can't get into a really good deep squat in that position just because of how our hip joint is shaped. So I find I coach my clients on getting their feet wider in pregnancy, often with the toes kind of out a little bit more, and then they can get into a much more comfortable squat. Um, and then if there's pelvic floor symptoms, we might coach a bit on the breathing or engaging or relaxing because you're too, you're like clenching too much. Um, so just to keep that in mind with any of the movements that we talk about today, if they're uncomfortable, rather than just completely avoid them and tell yourself, I should never do this ever again, even if someone has told you that, um, more look into ways, how can we address the real reason of why you're having those symptoms to keep you doing these movements? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So that's our first exercise is a squat. And again, so many variations of how you can be squatting know that there's no one best way. We want variation and including as many kinds of squats over the course of months of strength training is really great. Okay, so second, my personal favorite, because I hate squatting, second exercise of six is a hinge or a hip extension exercise. And if you're familiar with a deadlift, this would be our hinge. So like Anita was saying in the squat, we're getting into more of an externally rotated hip position with the legs wider feet turned out slightly and that's great we want to train that position but then if we are in a hinge or a deadlift we're likely going to get a little bit more internal rotation at the pelvis and the hips and that is also really important for us to be working through and training. So if you think of a deadlift, that is where you would be standing up tall. The feet are about hip distance apart. And then we're going to take the bum and the hips way back behind us. Feet are staying exactly where they are. And then pushing the bum and the hips forward and standing up tall. So whereas in the squat, we have a 
big deep bend of the knees on the hinge we do not we can but if we're thinking about a regular old deadlift we might just have a little bit of bend in the knees but they're staying pretty close to straight so we're much more so working backside of the body glutes and hamstrings versus in a squat of course we're going to see the glutes and hamstrings working too but we'd have more of the front of the legs the quadricep muscles and hinges or hip extensions can also be our hip thrusts, our glute bridges that you might be familiar with. All of these are really great ways to train that hinging pattern. I love to hear just that uh, squat is your least favorite. Deadlifts are my favorite. If I can only do one lower body exercise forevermore, it would be deadlifts and different variations. Um, I find a lot of times too is the staggered deadlift is awesome, especially postpartum, well, pregnancy, but postpartum to train you for, you're going to be doing a ton of those anyways, picking up all the baby stuff. Um, and I find a lot of clients are surprised. They're like, I've never done this version before and actually feels really good. Um, so yeah, deadlifts, I would say are, are my babe. Same, same. Yeah. One day we'll get to strength train together and yeah. that would be a fun day. That would be amazing. <laughs> Okay, then we're going to move on to third exercise, which is what we consider an upper body push. And that could be your push up. It could be a dumbbell chest press or a bench press. And those we would consider horizontal pushing. You don't need to remember this. Other variations could be vertical pushing, and that would be things going overhead. So one arm pressing overhead, two arms pressing overhead, but basically anything we're pushing load or resistance away from the body, those are our upper body pushes. And then on the flip side, exercise number four is going to be our upper body pull. And that's where you're going to be pulling things toward the body. So rows, pull-ups, chin-ups, TRX rows, Anything that we're doing with resistance bands or a cable machine or dumbbells, again, where we're pulling in toward the body. And that's really working all of the arm muscles, but a lot of the back muscles as well, too. And we know for pregnancy and postpartum, developing upper body strength is going to be essential. Yes. It's again, doing all this in pregnancy is going to prep your body ahead for all those demands postpartum. And I find if you're expecting for a second, third, fourth time, it's like you, you may forget, but as soon as someone brings your brain back to that, you know how much lifting and carrying is there. So I find a lot of time for my first time moms there, they don't realize it yet. Um, but I always tell them it's so worth training it now because after it just, it makes that part a bit easier, a little less achy and you feel stronger doing it. Yeah. I remember being so grateful for upper body strength after C-sections and recovering from C-section because you do need to use the arms quite a lot to move you in and out of positions like chairs and beds because the abdomen, you can't move how you want to be moving. You can't use that strength how you want to. So yeah, we need those biceps. Okay. And then movement five of six is mobility and mobility can be included in so many ways in a workout. We've talked about this before. It could be included in your warm up. 
in a cool down, but also in the actual strength training workout itself into your supersets. So Anita, just give us a couple examples how you like to use mobility in workout or in exercises that you're giving people. Yeah. So with mobility, for sure, pregnancy, that's a big part. It's going to help with aches and pains, but also a lot of my clients have that goal of preparing their body for birth, even if they don't fully know what that means. They're like, they come to see me and they're like, I feel like I should be prepared for this big event. Um, so that's what I find is a big part of it. And often for me, they end up looking like kind of prenatal yoga movements or flows because it's like you're moving through stretches in a way. So you're not necessarily being stationary, you're moving through it. Um, but what you're feeling is more of a stretch versus an actual kind of strength or your muscle working. So that's definitely for pregnancy, for postpartum. Again, clients I see in pregnancy, or if you go through bump to birth, this is in the postpartum modules is it's a lot of familiar things from pregnancy because the same mobility exercises will for, feel great postpartum. But for different reasons, baby's on the outside now, you kind of feel like your shoulders and your chest is rounded forward for a lot of the day between feeding or just holding the baby. So postpartum, uh, that will feel really great too. But really any point in life, um, also to those who are years postpartum, depending on whatever sport or activity someone wants to get back to, mobility is usually gonna be a part of it because there could be stiffness or restrictions in movement and mobility, I find is one of the best ways to get into that. And I often will talk to clients. It's like doing manual therapy on yourself. So you're not depending on seeing someone for hands-on long-term or at all. Um, this is ways that you can do it more consistently at home. And that's pretty much how I bring mobility in for clients at whatever stage. Yeah. Awesome. And if you're like me and actually getting mobility work into your real life, isn't a thing that's going to happen on a day-to-day -day basis or multiple times throughout a week, the easiest way and how we program so many of our two pregnancy and beyond workouts is to include the mobility within the workout. So you might be pairing your squat or your hinge with a mobility exercise, like a cat cow with a thread the needle, with a deep squat, with internal rotation. So if I see it in the program, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do this here. <laughs> okay, and then our last exercise, six of six, is rotation. Please, please, please train rotation in pregnancy, in postpartum. You don't need to be unnecessarily scared that rotation is going to hurt you or to, you know, hurt the abdomen. I know we had a lot of fears about rotation, making your diastasis recti or abdominal separation worse through pregnancy. And that's just, it's really just not a thing that we likely need to concern ourselves with pregnancy and postpartum. We know in postpartum, that's going to be movements that you are doing often throughout the day is rotating and turning side to side. So please do include it during your workouts. And that could be things like wood chops. If you're familiar with a wood chop or a tall kneeling halo where we are rotating a weight around the head, but we can do rotational exercises from standing, sitting, half kneeling on one knee, tall kneeling on two knees. So many ways we can include it. So definitely try to work that in throughout your workouts.
Okay, so quick rundown of our six movements to include in a full body pregnancy or postnatal strength training workout. You have your squats, your hinges, upper body push, upper body pull, mobility, and rotation. And head to our post today at Two Birth and Beyond podcast on Instagram, and we'll walk you through an example of what each of these are. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher.